0: My guest on this week's episode of Says and Search is James Norquay, Consulting Director and Founder at Prosperity Media. James is one of the best-known Australian SEOs. He's a veteran digital marketer with almost 25 years of experience. His agency, Prosperity Media, was named Best SEO Agency in Australia by SEMrush. They also recently won the 2022 SEMrush Award for Best Online Marketing Campaign in Healthcare. James is an in-demand speaker and conference organizer. He's spoken at conferences all over the world and is hosting his own conference called the Sydney SEO Conference on April 14th. Check out the speaker lineup. It's going to be a great show. James recently updated and published a list of statistics about SEO and content marketing. I'm going to start our conversation talking about all of his findings and why SEO is often overlooked for perceived quick wins in marketing. Grab something cold to drink and join me for a conversation with James Norquay. We'll talk about a really interesting use case he has for ChatGPT. We'll talk about the upcoming Google Analytics 4 transition, and we'll spend a little time talking about the growing share of mobile search. All right, James, welcome to Southern Search. How are you doing today? Uh, yeah, very good. Thank you for having me, Mark. I'm glad to have you on. I appreciate you coming to me all the way from, uh, from Australia. Uh, one of the things I want to ask you, right on the heels, you've released several blog posts for twenty twenty three, one of them that caught my attention was about Australian SEO and content marketing statistics. So there are sort of two pieces here. There's an internet statistics and I and then in SEO and content marketing statistics. You know, I was looking for anything that might be different in Australia than the US where where I'm based. And I, I think one of the things that I, I noticed was the share of desktop versus mobile surprised me. The states were very mobile heavy in most industries, even sleepy industries, uh, we'll see with our clients more mobile traffic than, than desktop. But you, you mentioned that there's a, there's a pattern emerging with more and more mobile going. How would you characterize that, that platform market share as we sit here currently in Australia?
1: Um, So, yeah, those two statistic articles that you saw on our site, that was just some old content that we've been updating for 2023. Um, So, yeah, I just went through the other day. I'm just trying to refresh some of the articles, some of the data we're still looking to get updated statistics for. But, I mean, in terms of the market share in Australia, mobile is definitely, like, growing. I think it'd it'd probably be slightly outweighing, if not more so outweighing, desktop in certain verticals. Um, I mean, uh, I've got a background in affiliate and agency, so definitely from the sites that we run personally, we're seeing mobile is, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely more dominant now, hundred percent.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. And the other thing, and this is a statistic that I think most people who are in SEO would, would know something like this, but. This stat was that 93% of online experiences begin with a search engine. You just have to think about it. That's kind of incredible uh, for the <laughs> amount of money people spend on like paid social media ads or something like that. There's, but yeah, there are naysayers. So there's like this speaker in automotive that we hear about who, who always says you don't need to do SEO. Just add keywords to your site and you'll be fine. You mentioned in the article that there's, you know, SEO can often be overlooked for quick win marketing options you know i I guess the question is something like this is it's twenty twenty three and I can't believe we have to have these debates you know would you rather invest marketing in billboards and print media you know ninety three percent of online experiences begin with a search engine. What does that stat tell you uh about the awesome impact of s e o
1: um I mean like the thing is for conversion focused like um searches usually people are going to go to google and search for like conversion intent type queries you know like if they're yeah. looking for a, a new ford truck in dallas texas you know they're going to go to google you know they're not going to go to facebook and search for that you know the, where facebook might come in it might be like awareness you know like oh I've seen a friend driving that Ford truck, you know, or I saw like a social ad pop up, but you know, like when they're right in the buying mindset and they're in like the buying funnel, you know, they're probably like, I don't know. It's a tricky one. Like, that's the thing about like, I think for like higher value items, Google search is definitely still the number one, you know, like, like I've, got sites in 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 high ticket niches and when people search for like a high ticket item they go to google you know then they're not, not going to go to other places you know they're not going to go to tiktok they're not going to go to to facebook you know like that's that's still still going to be like that you know like that's that's one of the, like the crazy thing you know and like you still see craziness even in australia like i i've seen people like reducing digital spend to invest more into retail, you know, and it's like 2023 and you're still hearing crazy stuff like that. You know, like you have to double down on digital, like everyone's on investing in digital marketing these days, you know, in Australia, it's been that way for like, I've been in in the, in the digital space for 17 years and, and it's just now it's more competitive than ever, you know, like in every vertical, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I, I want to ask you too about content promotion because the the piece I'm referencing is not about SEO. It's also about about content. And one of the things I thought was interesting, you now for whatever reason, I always ask at the end of the show guests to to promote themselves and tell a little bit about where the audience can find them and what their favorite social media is. It's hardly ever Facebook. Uh, it's usually Twitter or thing LinkedIn or something like that. You you point out that. Facebook is the most popular social media platform in Australia. And then this line caught me that almost half of all the people in Australia log into Facebook every day. That's pretty incredible reach. And it's an (laughs) incredible opportunity for content marketers. How do you recommend, uh, you know, not just Australia, but like, how do you recommend businesses use Facebook and other social media to promote their content? What's what is it just post and pray? Or how, how do you get a little bit more strategic about it? Well, the thing
1: about our company is we only specialize in SEO and content. So, I mean, we do a little bit of content promotion, but usually it's like for, from a content promotion point of view, like we might have like, say, for example, some of those statistic articles that you've seen, or other other data-driven articles, and then we might run like paid ads to the to the content piece, or <laughs> we might go to to facebook and set up like a targeted audience for for that content as well but yeah i mean i haven't really seen massive traction from promoting content on facebook i can get more quick wins to kind of promote a piece of content on like google ads quickly like i can promote it through there and then like once it starts ranking organically you can kind of stop running ads for certain pieces of content for in terms of like facebook (laughs) Yeah, you might get some engagement, but I haven't really seen a strong correlation to like getting links and um getting people like actively sharing it unless it's like viral type content, you know,
0: yeah.
1: like, yeah. um I don't know, like, I always see, um I always see that stuff from te- Texas, you know, like Mattress Mac, you know, Mattress yeah. Mac has, has just lost $3 million betting on this game or Mattress Mac has won $10 million. And like, I'm in Australia, but I don't know why, but I keep seeing all this content from Mattress Mac. So like, I don't know, like that, that's that's what I'm saying. Like if it's a viral type article, you're going to see that everywhere on social media. But if it's just something like, if it's like Australian SEO statistics, it's the, the market potential is so niche for that. But if Mattress Mac loses $3 million, everyone wants to talk about it, you know, and people are going to tag their friends and they're going to share it on every social media, you know?
0: <laughs> um, are it, shifting gears a little bit. Uh, I, I, I'm almost like required at this point to talk about the big topic in SEO on Twitter and conferences and everything. Else, everywhere else I look is ChatGPT. So I've seen some awesome use cases for ChatGPT and SEO already. Uh, a latest solace came out with a list of ways to use it for keyword research, content optimization. Uh, there's some really cool link building uh, use cases for chat GBT. It's still relatively early in, in, in this, uh, in this life cycle. Are there any use cases you and your agency have found for chat so far or, or, or it doesn't have to be chat any other AI content generator that you're interested
1: in? Yeah. I mean, like, Chat GPT, I think it, it's got some great use cases. I mean, we've been playing around with those kind of AI tools for a while. You know, like Jasper, Jarvis—they've right. renamed the company like three times. We've we've been testing all that type of stuff for a while now. Um, in terms of Chat GPT, um, actually, even yesterday, I was I was I was just playing around with some stuff. And and uh, one tactic, this is something that any agency owner can use, is like what I did was I I just put in like Chat GPT. I was like, right... Uh, um, a follow-up message for a lost SEO lead. So I I, I got Chat GPT to write like a, a sales follow-up email. But it, like what that produced was it was probably 80% good. And then I went in and edited it. And then what I did was I looked at anyone where we had over the last two years, we had lost leads. And then I used that email template to just smash out like, I don't know, like 80 emails or something like that for like lost leads in the last, in the, it was probably like the last 18 months, two years, kind of just quickly just send out emails like that. We've already got like in the last kind of 12 hours, we've got a couple of solid replies from that. So stuff like that, I think from like writing sales emails and things like that, there's some opportunity. <clears throat> in terms of writing SEO content, I'd be very careful because like the stuff that Chat GPT pushes out it's very similar, you know, and the funny thing um, uh, over Christmas, my, my wife, her dad is like a specialist doctor and I was showing him chat GPT and I was like, start, can you start running some queries like medical stuff? And it was funny to see what he was searching for. Like he, he's, the first thing he searched was like, how do you keep government officials happy? And then it, put, it showed an answer. And then he, he wrote, how do I keep my wife happy? And then he said to me, he goes, the answers are very similar, you know? So I think that is a massive downfall of chat GPT is like, once you start getting into the weeds of it, it's, it's, it's very similar. A lot of the content. I mean, the other risk that you have is if you're pumping out content and people just think, Oh, I'm going to jump on chat GPT. I'm going to pump out 50 articles for my site, but then the next person who's in the same niche Pumps out the same shit, you know, and then Google has AI detection, you know, there's a whole bunch of like chat GPT detection tools on the market. So yeah, I wouldn't use it for content. I mean, I'd use it for keyword research ideas. I'd use it for sales emails. I'd use it for like doing regex quickly. I mean, I probably wouldn't mess around with doing it for like robots.txt and stuff like that because I see people talking about stuff like that you probably want to do that manually um yeah but uh, it's cool it's a cool tool but i just feel like is it going to take over google search no like once you start getting people in the general public or more sophisticated searches to use it they're not blown away by it but seo's they their people say oh it's going to it's going to destroy seo it's going to do this i don't think it will like i think it's just going to be like another avenue you know that's my thoughts but yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. And I, I love the the use case of the sales email though. I mean that's just like it was eighty percent of the way there and then you had to do some light editing and now you've like in, in relatively fast period of time you've been able to generate some leads for the business. That's that's clever. I I, I agree with your sentiments completely, really. Um yeah, the the other big topic is we as we get ready for twenty twenty three that's gonna become um, many people anticipate the big topic of the year is GA4. So the transition to Google Analytics 4. Um, this is oh, we got a lot of emotion on Twitter. I saw you know Mike King gave a speech in in Chicago where he called it, he said that GA4 was ruining his life. Um, this is this is uh, everyone's getting ready for this, panicking. Uh, some people don't think it's ready for a prime time. You 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 have a more optimistic view of it. Um, and I believe in the long run, this will be a, an upgrade. What What excites you about GA four? H- how do you see it uh, changing things for the better?
1: I think like uh, a lot of people are right in the sense that like Google does rush out certain changes, you know. And I think I think what probably is going to happen is they probably will delay the release of GA four because I just feel like a lot of business owners are not going to be ready. You know, like all of the SEOs are talking about Chat GPT now, but in in four to six months, everyone's going to be talking about GA4 migration and all those type of shenanigans, you know, and we have a few articles on our site about that. We have helped a few clients with GA4 migrations. You know, we're not an analytics specialist, but sometimes clients just do it just themselves and they're like, can you help us? And, um, yeah, we, like, I mean, what are we excited about? Yeah, I mean, there's, like, there's some new benefits to it. I mean, we've seen some 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 better attribution and things like that. I mean, at the end of the day, is it really that different? No, not like crazily different. I mean, like it's funny when you log into like a GA4 account for a client, and then you like you have you go into that, and you you feel like you're a bit lost. But then you go back to an old client that's still using like the old school uh, analytics, and then like I feel more comfortable with that. But yeah, I mean. It's like they say, you got to start being um, comfortable with uncomfortable. So we're going to have to deal with a lot more of this uh, GA4 stuff in the next six months. Um, I feel like it's going to be an area where a lot of people are going to need help. But I do feel like Google will delay it even further. I feel like, um, yeah, just small businesses, like they, most of them just are not ready for this type of stuff, especially if they're going to lose data. I think um I think they'll delay it. That's my just that's, that's just my thoughts. I don't know. What are your thoughts on it? Do you reckon they'll delay yeah, it, it a
0: bit? James, I have some bets out. So I I, I do think it would be delayed. I think dollars to donuts, this will probably not happen on time. And we work with we're localists, we work with uh, a lot of small businesses. I'm gonna tell you like nobody's like unless you're with an agency, you're probably not ready for this. And so a whole bunch of small businesses are going to be shocked when this, when this occurs. And so, uh, the learning curve will be extreme. And I think, I think delaying it is probably the most likely move at this point. Um, but I've been wrong before. So don't, don't, I I would say plan as if it's going to happen because as much as I think it it may delay, they they say it's going to happen this summer. So I would, I would prepare with that. Um, yeah, you know, wh- that's, you... that's
1: what we're planning for as well. You know, planning that it's going to happen. You know, you can't you can't estimate that it's not going to happen. Just telling everyone <laughs> like get ready for this type thing.
0: Yeah, right. So just you can have your stuff running on it right now. It's not it's not continue to use the the existing version of Google Analytics you've always used, but uh, just started collecting data. It really it should be happening already. Um, all right. I want, to, I want to shift gears. You got an SEO conference in Sydney that will be coming up in April of this year. I want to compliment you on this. I think this is a really good lineup of speakers. I mentioned Alaya before. Uh, she'll be there. Kyle Roof will be there. Tim Solo from uh, from HRS will be there. What? Tell us about the conference. And you now, I personally, I'd love to go uh, to go to Sydney for a conference. It seems like. A great reason to, to go overseas where can they go to get tickets if they're interesting um so we've got a
1: page on our website prosperitymedia.com.au forward slash um i think it's like uh, sydney dash seo dash conference i mean just search for sydney seo conference and <laughs> you can find the event bright link in in google and um <laughs> yeah i mean like we've got uh it's just a day like we've run events before our last uh, conference that we ran, uh, we had like Matt Diggity. We had Bernard from ClearScope. Mm-hmm. We had, um, yeah, we had like, I, I don't know if you know, Jared Codlin. He's like the world's best growth hacker. He's actually a legitimate growth hacker. Um, we, so we've done conferences in the past, but then the, the next event on April 14th, um, yeah, we're trying to have about two 200 to 250 people come down in Sydney. We're trying to make it uh, affordable the problem with a lot of events in Australia is they're like super expensive, you know, they're like $1,000, $2,000. And the the thing that I always remember when I was younger and I was working in an agency and I was always like, oh, can I go to a conference to my boss? And then they're like, no, because it was like two grand, you know, and then they said, if you speak at the event, we'll let you go. So I ended up doing that. But then that's what I wanted to do now is try to make a more affordable event, you know, make it around 300, 350 rather get the punters in get young SEOs and young search marketing professionals an opportunity to attend their first event. Just give people like give back to the community. Like you don't run conferences to make money. Like Mm. the the Mm. amount of money it costs from like venue hire and just all the other shenanigans that go in with planning an event. Like, you're lucky to break even, you know, like I have to sell a lot of tickets to break even at this lower price point, but that's the plan. Like, and we've done it before. I've I've had experience running over 70 SEO events in the past. So, we're not new to events, but, um, I think it's going to be a good event. You know, I've got, we've got some really good international speakers coming down. We've got some really good local speakers as well. Um, we've got a couple of local speakers that people overseas might not know about, but I just know them from like, um, just from, from the industry, you know, like we've got a guy who runs like one of the world's largest Forex affiliate sites. So He's, he's dominating on a global level for Forex. So he's going to be doing a talk. We've got a guy talking about programmatic SEO, one of my friends. We've got some, some, a whole range of different speakers coming down. It's all going to be SEO focused. It's, um, it's going to appeal to anyone. You know, if you're an agency SEO, if you're someone doing paid search and you want to learn about SEO, if you're, uh, if you're, if you're in-house as a digital marketing manager and you want to learn more about SEO, yeah. It's super SEO focused. Um, there's not many search marketing events in Australia. I think there's like a handful of events, but, um, a lot of them are smaller. The, the other big one is digital marketers Australia, which is also a really good event. Um, I know the guy that runs that down in Melbourne, that's a really good event too. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's going to be fun.
0: All right. We'll, we'll, we'll link to it in the show notes, but make sure to check it out. I think that's going to be a killer, killer event. 70 events you've done,
1: man, God bless you. Um, <laughs> but I'm better. saying 70 events, but some of them are smaller, you know, like little meetup, you know, with like 50 people rocking up and it's just one talk. In terms of What's like it? bigger whole day events, we've only done like four or five. But once you do a handful, you, you start to know what you need to do to run the event. And like, yeah, just, it's oh, pretty, it's like, it's it's like clockwork.
0: I dig it. I mean, we're we're trying to get our first event off the off the ground here in the summer, and I am trying to get like white hairs in my head because of this this event already. So, um, you know, <laughs> last thing was uh, I just saw this. I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool. I wanted to ask you about it. So, you all were named the best SEO agency in Australia by S- Semrush. Uh, that must have been quite an honor. Uh, tell me about the award and what it means to you guys. That's a cool distinction.
1: Yeah, so we got awarded Best Agency by SEMrush, um It was a while ago now in 2018. That was the first event that they ever ran down at the Sydney Opera House. So we, um, yeah, we had to submit our award. You had to submit like, I think it was six or seven case studies. You had to give all this information about what's good about your agency, how you how, what are you doing in the industry that's different? Just, it was, it's pretty thorough. That's what I like about the SCM rush awards. They they have like a judging panel of like a whole bunch of people that actually work in, in SEO in-house agency side. So they're pretty damn thorough. They'll go through your, your client case studies, they'll check testimonials. And um, yeah, it was really good because we were up against like really big holding companies um and i mean like our team's not that big like we're only around 20 people so to beat like holding companies with thousands of house- thousands of staff it was a good good one um yeah i mean like it, it was good because it was at the opera house you know like yeah it's, it's, it's a really good yeah. venue but um the the other thing was that was back in 2018 so last year we've been fortunate enough to win a couple more awards you know we won best apac seo campaign for one of our clients and we won best i think it was seo healthcare campaign another sem rush award in december last year so we've been we're we're trying to win fresh awards because like sometimes you go for a pitch and you're like oh we were awarded best agency in 2018 but then people will be like well that was back in 2018 what have you won in the last five years but then now we're like boom, 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 we won these, you know. So I mean awards like do they really matter? Not so much. I think they matter for like client pitches. Like they're good because when you go into a pitch and you're up against other agencies and you can say, Oh, we've won these awards, I think it's really good for the team as well. Yeah, so yeah. like the team gets pumped up, you know, like that their, their their campaign has won. And we do like we do like bonuses if if someone wins an award we do like an additional bonus to team members and stuff like that too. So yeah, I mean, it's really good for the team. It's really good for pitches. I mean, is it really going to move the needle at the end of the day? It does a little bit. So that's why we, that's why we get involved with them. I think big brands do care about like if you've won an award or two, so it's just another check tick, like box to tick, you know, you know, like, Oh, they've won that award. Yep. Oh, they've got, they've got experience, you know, (laughs)
0: I agree, and I agree with what you said about, about CM Rush, too, because some awards are more thorough than others. Some, it's like you pay and you win. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> the, ones that are, the ones that are a little bit more thorough, you actually have to have some documentation. and They they care about their credibility, I think, better. Uh, That's the last thing I want to ask you about your agency, though. Like you said, it says on your website that you don't believe in the jack-of-all-trades model. You only do SEO and content. So, this is a bit unusual. I thought I'd ask you about I could see, I'm sure you're turning down some money. Like, you could probably get a bunch of PPC clients or a bunch of web dev clients. Uh, Why do you choose to specialize? Why not uh, break in all the dollars again? It's a
1: good question. And I mean, like, yeah, we probably turn down, I don't know, like five or 10 PPC leads a month. But, like, usually we just give them to partner agencies that specialize in PPC only. And then they give us SEO leads. So, I mean, the reason that we've decided to specialize in SEO and content is purely because like, that's what like our team's passionate about. Like we used to do PPC, but I just, I don't know. I just wasn't passionate about it. Like, I've got a background in SEO for like the last 17 years. So we've been building our own sites. A lot of our team members are running their own SEO traffic driven sites. So, yeah, I think like, um, I guess that's a a point of difference, you know, like, do you want to work with a specialist or do you want to work with someone who's a more generalist? I, like, I see the benefits of all business models, you know, like I understand like, certain businesses will want to go with people that can just do everything but for the type of clientele that we mainly work with which is more mid to enterprise level companies usually they manage ppc in-house but they can't sort of manage seo in-house so Mm. they lean on our team to kind of assist with that i know in the u.s there's a few companies kind of that do similar stuff to that you know i follow like siege media you know ross hudgens and guys like that they're They're pretty, like, good in terms of specialization. I guess, yeah, we're kind Mm. of similar to that in a degree. But, yeah, it's like we do a little bit of, like, paid content promotion, like, to your earlier question about promoting content. We definitely do a bit of that. But um, yeah, I mean, we're definitely trying to stay more specialized because I just see agencies in Australia that just try to do everything, you know, like they'll be like, yeah, we do SEO, we do, we do paid, we do web, we do mobile apps, we do text messaging, we'll even do billboards and graphic design. It's just like, like, there's a, they got like two people doing everything, you know, like, and I feel like for a bigger campaign, like an enterprise level campaign, it is hard to kind of take on a campaign like that when you have a smaller amount of people that are spread thin, I guess that's, that's where we have ability to work with like more enterprise level kind of clients because they're doing more complex stuff. You know, like we, we might work with like a, a brand that's doing SEO and Google, but then they also want to optimize for their the their shopping feeds on different shopping portals and they want to do SEO within the, the shopping websites. And then, they own a, like a network of sites that they kind of like different brands that the business owns. So it's, it's kind of, we have a few clients like that that own multiple businesses and it's highly competitive. You know, I think in the U S they call it like national, um, kind of businesses. We've got to feel like that here too. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's
0: competitive. Well, you, you guys, you guys seem to have it figured out. I, I, Really enjoyed this conversation, James. I if people want to learn more about you or Prosperity Media, what's the best way to get in touch with you guys?
1: Uh, prosperitymedia.com.au. Um that's our that's our website. If you want to come to the to the conference, um, yeah, you can uh, search for Sydney SEO conference twenty twenty-three. Um if you want ten percent off, um just drop in the code like a leader. We've got, we've got a 10% off code for a leader's name. So if anyone listening hears that, I mean, if anyone from Dallas wants to come, I'm pretty sure they got direct flights from Dallas to Sydney now. Like I'm pretty sure you can jump on a flight and flight directly from Dallas to Sydney. I don't know if they still do that, but I know before COVID they were doing those flights. So if anyone in the local area wants a, a cheeky trip over to Sydney, um, yeah, it's it's a, it's a long way to come, but you could you could make a holiday out of it. Um. Yeah. I mean, we we had that last time we ran a conference. We got people from all over the place coming. You know, we had people from Asia Pacific. We had a a handful come from like LA, and yeah, no, it's it's cool. Like people want to go to a new location and um
0: get get some knowledge as well. I get I get the appeal, no questions. So, all right. Well, James, I am gonna sign off for now. I'll give you a virtual cheers and for our. Audience, we'll be back next week with another episode of Susan Search. Thanks a lot, James.
1: All right. Thank you, Mark.